Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Dante. And I'm Chatterbox Zombie. Boy, has it been a fun week listening to everything happening in Rio right now. Oh, it's a shitstorm of epic fiesta proportions. Yeah, it is. For those that don't know, um, holding a Olympics in Brazil was never going to work. Uh, and they're learning that the hard way now when they realize that everyone's getting mugged or having their shit stolen. The one I read about today, which was quite cool, was uh, or cool, funny, interesting, whatever, was a bunch of... Um, People, Australians, I believe, get up uh, with a bunch of Zika virus-proof swimming suits because Zika virus is a problem in Brazil. A fire alarm went off in their building. Well, kind of. A fire alarm was meant to go off in their building and an evacuation order was sounded, but there's no real alarms and the building is full of exposed wiring and leaky and no toilets and stuff like this. So it's a pretty piece of shit already. Guys stay asleep the entire time because no one actually knew the fire alarm was going off. Everyone evacuated, and as soon as it happened, the fire wardens came in, stole all their shit, and fucked off. <laughs> Good old Brazil. Yeah, so it's uh, a violent place. Uh, only last month, or less than a month ago, a one of the Brazilian shooters, a uh, person uh, participating in target shooting, was killed in a robbery, and now people are getting mugged, and it's just falling to pieces. And everyone's watching it going, you know... If anyone should host the Olympics permanently and safely, it should be Greece. Go back to where it started, give the Greeks the money, because God knows they need it, and just leave it there. I mean, it's meant to be the symbol of unity around the world and stuff like that, but it costs all the First World Nations, and this is kind of a little bit sort of, I guess, supremacist or elitist, but all the First World Nations don't do Olympics because it costs a lot of money. Why don't you just take it back to a place that can consistently house and run the Olympics? That would be a much smarter idea. And I think after this, people are going to learn the hard way. Just throwing people into a dangerous country is a bad idea. Yeah, but they hosted it in 2004 when they did it in Athens. And they bankrupted them fucking selves because they made all this terrible infrastructure <laughs> that they were never going to use ever again. That's exactly the problem. Is Everyone keeps making all of these stadiums and shit and they just fall apart afterwards. If you consistently use it every four years in the same place, it's much more profitable. <laughs> I was more fascinated. And like a lot of urban sprawls, the slums and the shittier sort of subdivisions seem to be really close to the airport. Yeah. Because only poor people can afford not to fucking, you know, they they end up being right next to all the air traffic and it's a shitty place to live. So instead of, you know, trying to help the communities and these little shanty towns improve the state of life that they have there, they just put up a fucking 10 kilometer wall so that when you're driving from the airport down to the nice southern beaches, you don't see all the shitty fucking slums. Yeah, no shit. It's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's genuinely a terrible situation for everyone involved. And the worst part is that... Can you imagine training your entire life, or at least a, a substantial amount of your life? You're talking five to ten years of nonstop training in your particular event, never stopping, never giving up, trying to become a world champion, getting shipped over the world to go participate on the world stage and ending up in a place where you get mugged in the first week of being there. That is yeah. just the tits. It's, a, it's absolutely the worst thing ever, and it sucks for those people. Yeah, yeah. Well, because a committee decided that Rio is a fucking safe and good place to hold it. Gotcha. Do you know what's amazing? If you go on their website and look at the mascot that they've made for these games, it's like something out of Adventure Time. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a very weird Olympics, so i got to say that. Uh, oh, well, you know, there'll be something interesting. Like, someone will fucking... Well, I guarantee one of the athletes will just turn up dead on a beach somewhere. I'm kind of waiting for it, and there's a common joke going around right now that most people wanting to go watch the uh, beach volleyball. Not for the usual scantily clad women, but for seeing the dead bodies washing up on the shore. 
<laughs> they've actually had complaints about the water quality and they, they can't do like the fucking rowing and all that sort of shit yeah because it's atrocious and in fact that um they talked about that you had to get water filtration systems into the city before the olympics and they did that they put water filtration and sewage system treatment systems in the city um but they're quickly overflowed and now they're not working properly well at least overwatch is fucking banking on it and making a bunch oh, of yeah. pointless boring as fuck dlc for it yeah the only i looked through it i mean there's a lucio ball mode which is basically rocket league with lucio which is kind of dumb but i do like the torb skin because it's so hilarious have you seen mccree's his poncho is the fucking american flag it's so american right it's offensively american it's i take disgusting. offense it's, yeah. and, and then it's got fucking winston kissing a gold medal what fucking event was he allowed in he's a gorilla <laughs> that's a good point. and in case you don't know the olympics are highly specious i mean it's only homo sapiens that are allowed to engage in it yeah it's highly specious and obviously like soldier 76 would fail all of his drug tests he's doing golf this taunt is doing fucking he's an old man that's just pushing it home <laughs> oh god and do you know what? it totally goes along with the whole peachy keen look at us we're an international team of nobodies fucking thing yeah. oh the olympics that glorious time where everyone comes to da- together and pretends they're fucking more politically correct than they are for three months it's it is pretty bad i i genuinely been uh i got sent a link today from a mate of mine who just said oh check it out there's heaps of changes to overwatch because the olympics i was kind of like should i be excited this is not good it's not interesting in any way yeah nah fuck that not happy Anyway, um, moving on from there, Pokemon Go has continued to fall apart in the last week, and now I've been ranting about this for a couple of weeks, but now it's getting bad. Uh, it's getting to the point where they removed a bunch of functionality to be able to find Pokemon. That was kind of like a core of the game, was going on the hunt to try and find Pokemon. Uh, they realized like that some bugs came up because it was destroying the servers from the amount of people constantly pinging back to try and find out where their, their nearest local Pokemon is. Uh, so they took it out altogether now, meaning you have no idea how to find the Pokemon. So, it, 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 it's, it's not a game. Not anymore. It's a, it's a walking aid. Yeah, it's not good. Not anymore. Like, before it was, it's tolerable. Um, but now they've made it, so they shut down all of the third party, specifically PokerVision, which is a really big one. There's a third party app to allow you to find Pokemon and how long it took to them, for them to expire. So you knew exactly where to go and how to get there and blah, 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 blah. They took that out. They're not allowed that anymore. No third parties. No in-game tracking. Basically, you have no way of finding Pokemon anymore. I spent about 20 minutes today trying to find a goddamn Snorlax. It was meant to be within 50 meters of me. Couldn't do it. I had no idea where it was. It's just completely you, gone. It gives more time for you know, people to focus on what really matters, which is hospitable turf wars between the three campaigns. Yeah. There's, there's more problems than just that. I mean, one of the biggest problems is that um, after, they made everything harder. So the higher level you are, the harder it was anyway, which is stupid. But now it's even harder. So you, you can't. Uh, the hitboxes in the Pokemon change. The further away, they're more aggressive and they're more likely to run, making the game way more of a grind than it already was. Oh. So the, the game's falling apart badly. But then it got even worse when people realized pretty quickly that uh, Nine Ticket hasn't been responding to anything. They have never talked to anyone. They haven't said anything to anyone. They've been dead silent, and it's pissing everyone the fuck off. Um, <laughs> What's even worse is they realize that they're not responding to their support emails from people losing money or losing blah, blah, blah because of some sort of bug. And then they realize as part of the Google Play requirements as an app deployer, you must have a monitored and active support email. So everyone started reporting the application for breaching the terms of service of the Play Store. You best believe that got that attention. 
almost immediately within less than half a day they were on facebook posting updates saying oh we're so sorry we you know we were focusing on other things it's like <laughs> no 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 you focus on the problems now you don't roll out to more countries fix the problems now so yeah some shit's going down and if they continue to go this way i'd imagine probably about 10 percent of the players that were playing two weeks ago will no longer uh, well sorry 90% of the players two weeks ago will no longer be playing and they'll be left with a small core elitist group, which is kind of depressing. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. and the news of the actual Pokemon games that oh, I've yeah, been looking forward coming. to, mm-hmm. well, it's just more interesting because, I mean, not that Pokemon Go isn't a huge step in a direction I don't quite understand and can't dimensionally walk because I can only walk in a three dimension. I don't have the 40 gear from fucking Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but the, in the actual Pokemon games of Cinnamon, there was a huge trailer that reviewed, revealed a bunch of new content that no one was fucking expecting. I mean, there's a bunch of new Pokemon, sure, cool stuff like that. They've had online uh, functionality, and there's a really interesting thing called Z triggers that they've introduced as well, where it's sort of like Mega Evolutions, but any Pokemon on the team can get it. They get a super badass, powered up move um, relevant to their typing, and they can use it once per per battle. Yeah, and it's like cool like a kind of trump card or like a wild card thing for an under and it's added a whole other little dimension to the game can i ask you a question though mm-hmm. what do you think of them redoing the evolutions and alternate evolutions for the gen 1 pokemon what do you mean redoing them well you've got arcanine can be an ice type now executors is hilarious and aggressive little looking motherfucker what not, you... uh, no 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 not uh arcanine what was it Volpix and Ninetales can be Volpix, ice types. sorry, my bad. Yeah, it's not even um, that they're a different typing, it's that they're specific to this region that they've inherited that trait, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, but see, my problem is that, um, I mean, my first my first argument against this is why not just make a rock Pikachu and get it over with? You know, if you're going to do ridiculous, go ridiculous. Just change the entire type of Pokemon. But then I realized that's not really the problem I had. That's just me being a knee-jerk old man fucking reaction. Old man yells at Cloud, you know, that sort of shit. What I find the problem is, is they're going back and focusing on Gen 1 changes in some way. Like, they're not doing a huge amount of uh, Gen fucking 200 or whatever they're up to. They're going back and redoing the Gen 1 Pokemon. And I know that's a very deliberate move. That's the sort of move you make if you want people like me to get back into the game. Because I grew up with Gen 1, and by the time I got to Gen 2 and 3, I stopped giving a shit. They want people like me, they want the original core audience to come back into the game, rather than just getting the existing audience in a new game. Because that's easy to do. If you say to your existing Pokemon players and say, here's another Pokemon game, they'll play it. You want other players to come into it. I, I think it's a number of factors. And one of them is, you're right, they're trying to get old people like you engaged with the newer games because they bring back and like, hey, remember this? Yeah. They're also trying to make that older generation relevant to the younger people playing because they've never fucking seen Gen 1. Even the reboots on Game Boy Advance were before their days. Yeah, I guess and so. They don't even more... know about the Raditors and shit, yeah. Yeah, and even then, further on, you know, fucking... Um, because these are the Pokemon, the original gen is the one that people have been looking at and conspiring and having ideas for evolutions and alternate forms for the longest time. They've had the ones the, the most time to work with. Like no one saw fucking an executor mega evolution where he becomes this massive giraffe necked uh, palm tree with the coolest fucking typing ever, grass dragon. Why the fuck not? It's so bizarre. But yeah, but they're just going back and, and hamming shit up, adding additional content. Why the fuck not? I think it's cool, considering how stagnant and archaic and regimented the Pokemon games had been for a decade. Never changing, everyone always loving them, and they got to the point where I think black and white, fifth gen, everyone just had enough because they hadn't changed enough. 
and then X and Y came in and brought in Mega Evolutions, and this is just pushing the boundary even further. It shows that Pokemon is at least willing to fucking change, because you know how you'd watch the Pokemon anime, and it would be like, you've seen Rockets blasting off again, and you could just about recite the fucking script off Heartbeat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they've broken out of that mold. They've they've gone off in a new-ish direction. They're trying something uncomfortably Japanese, considering how mainstream Pokemon is. Yeah, I guess there are benefits. I see it as kind of a con. I see it as basically them trying to rake in, but as, as far as, you know, they're trying to rake in uh, their old audience because they know this, they're still kind of interested. I mean, this was part of our childhoods. But I know at the same time, it's a valid business move. It's not a bad idea. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of everything after, like, pokemon 200 although just thinking about it what pokemon number was ho uh 250 or 251 250 i think the interesting thing to me about ho is it was on the first episode of pokemon the tv show that's right and then it didn't appear until what gen 2 gen 3 no 2 Right. So they they could have just had it as a secret Pokemon and never designed, you know, plan and go further from that. But by the time that the Pokemon anime started up, Gen Two, the video games were already well underway. Like not out, but I guess it's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. When when is Sun and Moon coming out? Uh, November, late November. Okay, Uh, it's not too far off. Do you know what's more interesting, but not really? My recent obsession has been watching people open fucking Pokemon cards on YouTube because that's how sad and pathetic my life has gone. Jesus Christ, you've taken a downwards turn. I have. But there's one Pokemon card, and it's got, I think it was... Oh, fuck, what was it? Something sitting in the rain. One of the Pokemon sitting in the rain. And next to it was a frog. Yeah. Like an actual animal frog. Oh, like a non-Pokemon frog? Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? See, that is the shittest Pokemon ever. Pokemon 1000, frog. <laughs> what does no. it have? Struggle and splash. It's a fucking no, magic cup. <laughs> you don't understand. It was a Pokemon next to an actual animal. What uh, the that's, fuck? That's weird. That's, that's fucking some ARG alternate reality shit right there. I saw it. And I'm like, that is, I want that card. Just, just that card. So I can show it to people. And Careful, bro. Trading card it. games are a slippery slope. You don't have to tell me fucking Magic the Cunt Gathering. I have magic cards, I have Vaishvort's cards, I have Pokemon cards somewhere in a box. They just they're evil, evil games. I should just stick to forty K and that's where I'm gonna stay. Fuck trading yeah. card games. Why not? The other bit of news that came out this week, and I mentioned this for the last two three weeks in a row now. Everyone loves making live action remakes of things. Normally I talk about this in the anime section, however, this time they're making a live action movie of the division. Yeah. oh that's right the it Division, wasn't it wasn't even a good game no i was about to say that <laughs> it was popular it was popular in the same way like um destiny was or halo was like it had a huge following because it had a huge budget and huge advertising it was made by a, a renowned developer but it's it was a terrible game i could have enjoyed it if they made it properly but they didn't so fuck them um now they're making a movie and they're chucking in jake gyllenhaal and some other bitch i can't remember her name but fuck they're making a movie out of the division and i feel like Historically speaking, video game movies do not do well. And in a game that did not do well, generally, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, what kind of actors have they got going w- for it? Wait a minute, didn't Jake Gyllenhaal do Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time as well? Yeah, he's just ruining all the video games while he can. Fucking hell. <gasps> oh, it's got that redhead I like. Oh, I like her. I don't know what her name is. Neither do I, but she is a nice looking woman. Mm. Jessica Chastain from The Martian. Mm, oh, I would yeah. kiss her on the mouth. 
she was the the captain or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think she was out in space. We sh- should we move on? Should we? Oh, I I I played a bit of um Shantae. Oh yes, how is it? Old you, school in the way that isn't charming. Did you uh, whip your hair back and forth? I did whip my hair back and forth. I wish we still had music sections in the middle, because it'd be fucking awesome to put in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's got that old school design purposefully, where save points are few and far between, and you need a certain inventory item to quick travel, and then money is finite, so you can't get... It's just like... All the old school things that you either love or hate, and I'm sort of like leaning towards the hate at the moment. Yeah, I guess which it's is a shame because I like the aesthetic of it. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the reason why I, I figured I'd get it for you because it's a very uh, charming looking game, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and all the uh, sprites during the conversation seems kind of sexually inclined. I didn't realize how much of an hourglass thing they're doing for all the female characters, and I do mean all the female characters. They're fucking dynamite boobs and fucking miniature waists. Yeah, I guess the problem with making old-school-style games these days is they don't sit too well. Unless you take an old-school-style game and make it um, intentionally hard... Like, uh, Super Meat Boy comes to, to mind, right? It's it's still a platformer, but it's not really old-school. It's got its own unique charm in that it's meant to be extremely frustrating, similar to, like, Dark Souls. The game's just frustrating because they didn't want to use modern design techniques, and it's, it's kind of hard to play. Fuck. Mm. I don't know where I was going with that rant, but there you go. <laughs> Anime, finger guns. I'm using finger guns, but you can't see that because fuck. Yes, you can. I can see it. <laughs> can you? I can turn on my camera. Through the internet. Actually, if I turn on my camera, it'll fuck this recording up. So let's not do that. Let's not do that. So we both watched a show that we mentioned last week. Oh, did you finish it? I did. And I, I actually remember what it's called now. It's correctly. <laughs> Konosuba. <laughs> No, you not Konosuba. You should watch Konosuba just to see what happens. But, I'm uh, going to, because the guy that recommended me Carbonetti was was quite accurate in how he described that, and he says that Konosuba is as good as well. Genuinely hilarious. Yeah, so um, we watched, was it Kotetsujo no Carbonetti? Well, otherwise Carbonetti. known as Carbonetti. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the show, Chad? What did you think of it? Seeing as though we're doing fucking Ego Raptor impressions. <laughs> well, okay. Let's start with I like the show. I like the aesthetic. I like I like the, the styling. I like the world. It is uh, simple. It's relatively localized. There are train stations and there are trains. That's cool. They don't bother dicking around outside of those shit. They don't bother yeah. trying to find an island to survive on. None of that bullshit. They stick to what they know. That's awesome. Would you agree that the first half is infinitely more entertaining and enjoyable than the second? You know, I was going to say that. Yeah. You know why? True. You know, okay. Tell me why you think that is the case. Because the it, it was so enjoyable and punchy for the first few episodes, because it, it almost captured that same feeling of like the first episode of High School of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, a fucking good zombie show can always do that shit. Inspire that feeling of dread and hopelessness, and someone just busting through all the terrible shit and really coming out in their own in this time of crisis. Yeah, and it was really entertaining to see that, and then the second half threw all the cool zombie shit out the door and focused on an antagonist who was not charismatic, likable, and whose motivations were so fucking backwards you couldn't even appreciate them. He was just like a generic bad guy, A. It was irritating. And his name was Bieber. Yeah, they could have taken any... They could have made the zombies... Okay, for the record, for those that haven't seen the show, um, zombies are unique in this world in that they have this kind of like metallic layer over their heart, like a a synthetic metallic layer, uh, meaning that you can't just kill them. 
uh, you have to either behead them or you have to try and shoot through their heart. So people use these steam guns, which aren't very useful until a, a particular engineer manages to figure out how to do it and the engineer becomes a protagonist. Now, that's cool. There's some twists that go along the way that make the, uh, the engineer protagonist stupidly powerful. And there's a scene where he takes on 30 zombies, gets torn to shreds, basically. He's bleeding out of every fucking hole and a bunch of new ones that have been implanted in him by zombies. The irritating thing is, after they showed that bit where he's this super tank, hard-to-kill guy that just murders everything, he becomes pathetic. Yeah, this, oh, it is the beginning of the third act and it's time for me to become mopey and serious for no reason. Yeah, he becomes serious and, you know, whatever, that's dull, but then he can't do anything. He can't fight anything. He becomes useless. Just someone cracks him over the head and he almost dies. It's like, what the fuck? That doesn't yeah. mean, you got crushed by a building and you still kept going. You fought 30 zombies, you still kept going. Some dude mm-hmm. whacks you with a nightstick and you almost die? That being said, he did fucking just lose his right arm. Uh, admittedly... All I can think of was when that happened was the um, Evil Dead series where the guy puts a chainsaw on his arm, and I think that's probably a better solution than putting a gun on your arm. No, nah, it was. It's not. Even, I fucking love that weapon. It Thematically is. and and the way it works and the whole visual and audio feedback they gave back to every time it fucking pissed through with that steam sound. It was awesome. I like it because it's basically like a, a, a giant elaborate nail gun instead it's of a, trying to it's make. A, it's a pile driver. Yeah, it's, instead of trying to do anything special, he just puts it on their heart and goes, Poof! and their heart gets ripped out. It's like, that's yeah. fucking cool. It was cool, and I, uh, people don't like the word, but visceral. It was point-blank fucking jamming this piston into their heart and then killing them one by one. It was just, it made every sort of fucking zombie that he had to kill dead in front of his face, fucking, Psh, you're dead, next fucker. Yeah, I, I guess it was, as far as I'm concerned, it was an alright show. Yeah, Oops, solid right. Hard okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It could have been better. There were so many opportunities to make it better, but aesthetically wise and thematically wise, it's a, a kind of a neat show, and it's worth watching as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting though? I watched um, this anime critics sort of review of it, and he went back and he talked about and he talked about how in that last sort of sequence though he cut his hair. You know, he had the sort of yeah. sheep looking. It was interesting. He had curly hair. Oh my god, curly hair in a fucking anime. And uh, but he cut it off because he went all emo and stuck his fucking pile driver on his hand or whatever shit. He cut off most of his hair, and then he talked about how many anime they have where cutting off the hair or shortening the hair is sort of symbolic of them letting go of their past and just sort of really focusing on a goal. I'm like, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I can think of a few anime they do that. It's like the opposite of Samson and Goliath. Yeah, it's not an anime, but there we go. Get some sort of pseudo religious education up in this shit. Samson. Samson and Goliath? Well, I know David and Goliath. Oh, David and Goliath. What am I thinking of? <laughs> Who the fuck is Samson? I'm not thinking. Um, I can see yeah. that uh, private school education really paid you off for you. I, right? I, was, I was doing that thing where I was trying to read multiple things and talk at the same time. I don't know how people do Let's Plays. How do people think, talk, and play at the same time? This is ridiculous. I'm a bloke. I can only do one thing at a time. And even then, it's not very really well done. No. Oh, actually, I, I would say I can do two things at a time. When I play games, I can scream into a microphone pretty well. Yeah. Um, I had something else to say. Oh, yeah. The American guy is kind of entertaining. And <laughs> I, I, I was so bummed how underused he was. He was... Every time he spoke, he was just... It was like English words being thrown in with a perfect American accent and mixing it up with Japanese. It was this weird, strange way of talking. It was kind of entertaining. Yeah, it was cool. But no, I, liked, I liked that show. I did. It was disappointing, ultimately, but had a lot of cool things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, 
Under the Dog was released. Do you well, remember that? was a fucking sleeper agent. Yeah. Do you, oh, that's terrible. Um, what? Well, I thought I assumed you were talking to like their, their, the way they sort of name all their agents and shit. If you weren't, I, that's an unintentional no. terrible joke. No, I just... Bad. I meant that it came out without ever making a big deal. Well, it's because it was released to the people that supported it. And the coolest thing is, if you go through the credits, you'll find my Twitter handle in the credits, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but I did note there was 10 minutes of credits, and trying to find my name was a bit of a nightmare. I had to go back uh, and uh, look at what, how much I actually paid to be able to figure out what category I was in for the fucking Long credits, credits Ubisoft syndrome. Yeah. Um, now, so I, I made a couple of predictions. So... Uh, if you remember a couple of uh, months ago, they released a quote-unquote a trailer for the show. And the trailer was just line sketches and storyboard artwork that's barely animated. And I was immediately like, oh, no. If you're a couple of months out, you better be editing because if you're not, this is going to come out badly. And lo and behold, the animation quality was pretty average. Um, it felt rushed. It felt like there wasn't a lot of detail. Uh, they seemed to have skipped out on a lot of stuff. And you expect with with a show like this, you should have been able to try and make something, I guess it is financially unviable or whatever, but they, they should have tried to make something very pretty. And if it's not pretty, it's just another anime. And if it's just another anime, it better be a fucking good story. And it wasn't. Yeah. Um, my exact quote on Twitter, and I stand by it, was under the dog, more like underwhelming. It was genuinely dull. It wasn't bad by any means, but it wasn't good. Um, there was things like just random fucking uh, shirt ripping off boobage. You're like, the fuck, this doesn't belong here. But they threw that in there because they knew someone would be entertained by it. Uh, there was almost as much English lines as there were Japanese lines, and the English lines were fucking awful. Uh, it is kind of weird to watch anime uh, with subtitles, and the subtitles just turn off when the English people start speaking. I was like, this is bizarre. Um, they're all American voice actors, which makes sense because they're American enemies, but they all were terrible voice actors. And that's bad for me, as far as I'm who, concerned. Who the a... fuck wants that? I watch anime to get away from English voice acting. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's a bunch of American guys coming in saying, you know, Target Spider, we're taking him out. And it's like, that's it's interesting, I guess, and it, it made sense. But then there was a lot of voice acting from the Americans, and it just kept, never stopped, and it was terrible, and it was bad. No, right? no, no, no. Unless I'm watching SpongeBob and The Simpsons saying, I don't want to hear American voice in my cartoons. Well, you weren't going to watch Underdog anyway, were you? <laughs> no. Honest. I didn't back it. I don't support it. I think the idea of crowdfunded anime is a viable one, but don't expect the first one to do anything outstanding, especially with all the fucking pressures and bullshit controversy the studio went through. Yeah, I mean, the reality is the show is one of those generic, um, it's in the near future where there are monsters. Technically, in this case, they're not invading monsters. They were monsters that were created by humanity to be the light of humanity is what they're called. <clears throat> You know, and then the whole catchphrase of the show is our enemy is the light of humanity, which is basically a bunch of genetic super soldier people. Uh, in this case, a schoolgirl is main character. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, is going to try and beat these enemies. And they have all of these categories where they're green or they're white or they're black. And they have these color categories which determine how dangerous the thing is, I think. It's not really clear. clear. Um, anyway, the main character chick is not the chick you've seen in all the artwork. Which immediately I was like, the fuck is this? And then the main chick appeared, and then everything sort of made sense. The main character that we'd followed was the one thing that you don't like. She was an enforced sob story. Uh. It was not good. It was, they just tried to shoehorn you into this emotion. Like, look at this chick. She's a super soldier, but she has problems. Like, what the fuck is this, Spider-Man? Fuck this shit. And then, yeah, so things go on, and then the other bitch comes out, and it's all like, oh, why don't they just make the entire show about the other bitch with the boob that's hanging out? 
for, for the record, I dislike a lot more things than that one. It's, it's true, but it's one thing we always come around and talk about, I guess. This is this is true. Um, can we just separate ourselves from Underwhelming Dog? Yep. And um, you know how just before in the gaming section how you talked about how they like to make live-action things? Yes. You know how they were like planning to make a live-action for Death Note and they've been saying that for like fucking five years but they've never gone around to it? Yep, yep, yep. You, you know how strongly opposed to it? Yeah, well, well we both are, let's be fair. Yeah, but it's got fucking... They, they proposed Zac Efron to be light. <sighs> and that guy's juicing hard now. He's fucking gangster buff. He needs to be slimming Japanese teen. But uh, my opinion on the live action has taken a complete 180 based on one founding. What's that? Do you know who they want to play with Yuke? Nope. Fucking William Defoe. Holy shit. Alright. That man, that, that guy is like born to play that role. It's perfect for him. He's got the fucking teeth and the creepy face and everything. Holy shit, that he actually just, might work. He just needs to be seven feet tall, kind of buff and with a terrible posture. <laughs> and white makeup with black lipstick. Oh, God, it's, he's perfect for fucking... He's got the you, giant mouth and everything, holy I shit. I know, you can imagine him. Because he did Green Goblin and the fucking Peter Parker thing. That was perfect. Yeah. He did that role like wasn't fucking a thing. That's oh, not. God. I mean, so is it confirmed or is it just that's rumored? Uh, buttons, buttons that I press. I don't uh, know. I think it's just. Uh, it, it, I think they've been casting, and he's an option as far as I can tell. Cool. Yeah, that would make me semi interested in it as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um. I guess the only other thing for me, which uh, is sort of something I spoke to you uh, via tweet before, is not just going to wallpapers now. I've, I've mentioned before, my wallpaper is a pretty sacred thing to me. I try and find only characters from shows that I enjoy, and they become part of my wallpapers that cycle through on my desktop. It's just something I've done for as long as I can remember, as long as I've been watching anime anyway. Um, I remember, I was going through all the anime lists of, of the stuff that I've watched, and, and the stuff I was interested in, and trying to think of the characters that I might have enjoyed from the show, and whether or not they deserve to be on my wallpapers, and obviously that's high praise. Shingeki no Bahamut came up. Do you remember that show? Was that one of the check with the pink hair? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. It was a good show, and I sat there going, huh, what happened to that show? I so, watched four episodes and then dropped it. Well, I liked it. It was a good show. It was interesting. It had cool characters. It was all very fun. I went back and looked at the seasons that had come after that, which is specifically why I think I've forgotten it. And it's shit like um, Tokyo Ghoul, Attack on Titan, No Game, No Life, Nisekoi, all these big name shows all followed that one show. No, the it fuck just, it didn't. We're talking about the one with the guy with the pink uh, orange afro, right? Yeah, and that came out in 2014 in August. That's after fucking uh, Attack on Titan, man. I thought Attack on Titan was in season two at that point. Attack on Titan was finished before 2013 was out. What's it? Okay, my bad. Either way, there was still Tokyo Ghoul and other shows that were very big names, basically. And it just kind of, as far as I'm concerned, maybe it drowned it out and just disappeared because of it. Just kind of depressing to think about. Yeah. But, I oh know, it was okay. It didn't leave the biggest lasting impression. Definitely going for something unique, though, so props for it for that. Yeah, I actually looked at the rest of the the, the season that, that came out, and, and there's a bunch of shows. I came out with Cross Angie, uh, which is a show that I've mentioned that I want to go back and watch because apparently it's really weird and it does something different. Uh, came out with Grisaya no Kaijutsu, the actual anime based on whatever the fuck it was based on. Uh, yeah. The only reason I want to watch that is, even though it's a fucking romance harem shit, is because I've got a bunch of MTG Magic the Gathering card backs that are all from Grisaya. Fuck knows where they came from, but I've got them. I uh, came out with Suke Monogatari, and it came out with Sword on a Method. Like, all of these shows I actually want to watch. I haven't actually seen Suke Monogatari yet, which is weird, because I've watched all of the Monogatari series as they aired. 
In this case, I kind of gave up because fuck knows you're going to have so much Monogatari before your brain explodes. I saw a timeline of how all the different series are connected. It looked like someone jizzed on a spider web. Yeah, it's not good. It's it's confusing, and you watch it for the characters. So, like, a particular season is usually based on a particular character or set of characters. Um, and I stopped at uh, Nisei Monogatari because Nisei Monogatari... Actually, no, I didn't stop there, but whatever. They had the two sisters, and I like Karen and Suki. I think they're great characters, and it was interesting. You know how I always say that, like, shows with fewer or smaller cast members is a good thing usually because it means that they'll flesh them out and sort of spend time developing them rather than just introducing a bunch of fucking knuckle draggers that no one cares yeah, about like little busters where you introduce a character for every fucking episode for you, thing. You, you can have too much of a good thing and i think there's not a lot of characters out there that can have a whole fucking season yeah, yeah. just saying anyway we've run out of time have you got anything else to talk about or should we end the podcast fucking no fucking no all right sweet uh it's been Dante. and fucking chatterbox fucking zombie i guess as just before i leave if you haven't tuned off already that we will be switching to uh youtube coming up so- shortly uh if only because soundcloud is a piece of shit and this recording software is pissing me the fuck off so we're going to be moving to youtube and doing some different stuff well you, you really bit the hand that feeds you there mate why oh, i don't give a fuck i want to listen to this no, no. <laughs> fucking who cares all right see you guys next week yeah.